Welcome to CTC and thanks for spending part of your weekend with us. I'm Lynn Poindexter and you're watching the 3 Before. This past Tuesday at the Fairhill Fairgrounds, around 9,000 people gathered for the Franklin Graham God Loves You Tour. At the end of the message, several hundred people stood to receive Christ. Our church is serving as a follow-up discipleship location. In response to this, the Bear Campus will have a four-week discipleship class called Living in Christ beginning May 7th and continuing through May 28th and will be facilitated by Darren Waters. The class will meet from 1230 to 1:30 in room 105 at the Bear Campus. To learn more, contact Chrissy Carroll at ccarroll at ctcde.church. All of us have stories that are filled with both sorrow and celebration. Sometimes it's hard to see the good in the middle of all the difficulty. A new women's life group called Seeing the Beautiful Again is beginning on Wednesday, May 17th at 7 p.m. in room 107 at the Bear Campus and will be facilitated by Debbie Jenkins. This group will look at excerpts from Lisa Turkhurst's book to help find redemption in every part of your story and help you see that God is always doing more than you are aware of. To get more information or to sign up, contact Chrissy Carroll at ccarroll at ctcde.church. Samaritan's Purse is an organization that our church has been privileged to partner with for a long time. Each year, many of us have packed a shoebox for Operation Christmas Child so that children who would otherwise not receive anything at Christmas would get a box full of gifts. On Sunday, May 20th at 2 p.m., we will have the opportunity to hear from Kim Hang Vance, a full-circle speaker. Kim Hang received an OCC box at age 14, and it drew her into a relationship with Christ. She now represents OCC to groups all over the world. Come and hear her story at 2 p.m. on May 17th in room 107 at the Bear Campus. Thanks for being here today. You can find more information about all of our events by going to ctcde.church. You can also like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram to stay up to date. As we worship together today, our prayer is that you leave feeling encouraged and closer to God than ever. Please let us know if there's anything you need while you're here. Now, let's get ready to worship. Good morning. Welcome to Christ the Cornerstone. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Whether you're here with us or whether you're worshiping online, we welcome you and we are excited to give thanks to God for all that he is and for all that he has done for us. Can we stand together as we give God praise? Hallelujah. Come on, sing it with us. Wandering into the night. Wanting a place to hide this weary soul, this bag of bones. I try with all my might, but I just can't win the fight. I'm slowly drifting, a vagabond. Just when I ran. I met a man 
cannot deny what I've seen. Got no choice but to believe my doubts are burning. Oh, like ashes in the wind. So, so long to my old friends. Burning and bitterness, you can just keep them moving. Oh, you ain't welcome here. From now till I walk the streets of gold, I'll sing of how you saved my soul. This wayward son has found his way back home. You picked me up, you turned me around, you placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because you healed my heart and changed my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, I thank God. Come on, let's declare this together. Well, hell lost another one. I am free, I am free, I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. Come on. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am free. Hell lost another one. I am free. I am free. I am. Another one, I am free, I am free. Oh, because you picked me up, you turned me around, you placed my feet on solid ground. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior, because you healed my heart, you changed my name. Forever free, I'm not the same. I thank the Master, I thank the Savior. praise you, God, for all that you are and all that you have done and all that you will do in our lives. We thank you. We give praise and honor to your glorious name because there is no one else like you, God. So, Holy Spirit, we invite you to be with us today. Whether we're here in the room worshiping or worshiping online, wherever and whenever. God, we pray that your Holy Spirit would move in us and through us Do your work in us in these moments that we have together today. Whatever it is that you have come to do in us, Lord, help us to yield to that today. Whether it's through the singing of a song or the listening to the word or fellowshipping or just talking over a cup of coffee. We pray, God, that your spirit would move in everything that happens in this building today and in our hearts. We welcome you, Holy Spirit. We welcome you to change us today while we're here in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Well, God bless you. Thank you. You may be seated, if you can, after that song. I love that song, y'all. We could do that every week, and I would be okay with it. You might get tired of it.
Well, again, we welcome you to Christ the Cornerstone, whether you're worshiping with us uh, in the building today or worshiping with us online or whether you've just returned from Hawaii and we will not be jealous of that or bitter. We will not carry any bitterness about that and we will not draw attention to you either. But we welcome each one of you. Uh, If you're here for the first time, if you're a guest or if you're new, uh, whether you're online or in the building, uh, we extend a special welcome to you. If you're here with us in the building at your table where you're seated, there's a connect card that we ask you to fill out. And uh, all of us, if we could, just fill that out each week when we worship together just so that we know you're here and uh, whoever's worshiping with you. If you're new, if you would uh, trust us with whatever information you will, uh, name, phone number, email, uh, just the basics, and we promise not to misuse that. We just want to thank you for your visit and uh, be able to share with you some of the things that are going on around our church. If you're new and you're in the building, when you leave this room after the service today, we have Connect Central. It's to the left. A uh, big room with glass doors, and you can find out just about anything that you need to find out about the ministries of Christ the Cornerstone. In fact, for all of us, Connect Central is a one-stop place to find out information about ministries like worship and media and small groups and youth and children and everything that you would want to find out about. If you're looking for a serving opportunity, you can stop by Connect Central and you can find out all of the different areas where you can use your gifts and talents in service to the Lord. So please stop by Connect Central. If you're new today, stop by there because we have a free gift for you and uh, you'll have an opportunity to meet uh, some folks from our church and uh, find out some of that information. So also on your Connect card, if you would, if you have a prayer request or a praise report that you'd like to share with us, you can write that down on the card and you can put it in one of the baskets on your way out. And uh, throughout the, the week, we have groups that meet and, and pray over those needs. So uh, whether you want us to rejoice with you or pray with you, uh, we'd love to do that. Here's Pastor Rodney. Great to see all of you here today. And this is one of the days we're having communion today. So if you're watching at home, gather things together so you can celebrate communion with us. And uh, we're glad to, glad to have our young people with us today. And on Communion Sundays, this is one of the things we do at Christ the Cornerstone. Uh, we ask our families to worship together. And during the, during the sermon time, I try to make things a little bit uh, interesting and involve our families a little bit more. It is important to us that our families learn to worship together. You know, the church is here for, for, uh, for one thing. So that, so that people can experience the love of God to glorify Jesus Christ and to bring transformation to all people through faith in Him. And it's so great to see Caleb under the table. That is beautiful. I love that. And so we make space uh, on Communion Sundays so that families can worship together, at least on these days. And that's important to us. We don't want to give faith to our children as a church. We want to help our parents in our church give, uh, raise their children in an atmosphere where they're sharing God's love uh, to each other. Raise a child in the way that he or she should go, which is the way that God wants them to go. When they are old, they will not depart from it. So that's why we ask our families to worship together. We just make space for it. And I know that... For some parents, it's a little bit uncomfortable to bring your children. It's awkward. My, my uh, family was in the same uh, situation when my children were young, but I am so grateful for the churches that I pastored who were gracious and patient with my children when they were young. Yep, there's a little bit more noise. There's a little bit more movement in the room, 
but it's so good to worship together as the family of God. So thank you for being with us today. Uh, we, the, this is one way that we love, we serve, and we engage together the good message of Jesus Christ. We also want to give generously and uh, practice that giving. Uh, you know, Pastor, I remember Pastor Paul saying often, God doesn't need you to give. God owns all things anyway. But it is good for us to give and to give generously. And so we have several scriptures that we read uh, each Sunday to encourage us to be generous and to fa- be faithful uh, with God. And if you have a, a gift that you'd like to give uh, to God today through the ministries of, of our church, you can uh, fill out the, the card, as Pastor Bill has explained, and place, place it in the offering basket, either in the, the back of the room or in the hallways as you enter or as you leave the space. Let's read one of these scriptures together uh, as, as we learn about this. Whatever you give, let's read this together. Whatever you give is acceptable if you give it eagerly. And give according to what you have, not what you don't have. Looks like there's more to it. Is that the end of it? All right. Very good. Great scripture. Let me invite you to stand with me as we continue to worship God through song this morning. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we gather in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit, we ask you once again, come and be present with us. Lord, we thank you that we can gather together as our families, whether we're here in this room or whether we're online. Where two or three are gathered in your name, Jesus, there you are also with us. Oh Lord, in our world today, we need your presence. We long for your fresh breath of life that you give to us. So, Father, restore us today as we sing these praises. Come, be present in our thoughts, in our minds, in our actions, in our space today. In Jesus' name we ask. Amen. Amen. If we're followers of Christ today, we are not who we were, right? If we are not followers of Christ today, that can turn around in a moment. And He can deliver us and we can be standing in a different place than we were. Out of the wilderness, into your deliverance, look where I'm standing now. These hands that once were chained Now lifted high in praise Look where I'm standing now Look where I'm standing now I stand on the chain-breaking Miracle-making Powerful name of Jesus On the
celebrate our freedom in you today and all the promises in your word the promises in your word the scripture says are yes and amen his promises are yes in Jesus Christ and to that we add our amen to bring glory to his name thank you Lord Jesus Father of kindness you have poured out grace brought me out of darkness, you have filled me with peace. Giver of mercy, you're my help in time of need. Lord, I can't help but sing. Come on, sing it with us. Faithful forever, 
say amen to that to bring glory to your name when Jesus brings his promises to us when God brings those promises through his son Jesus he's saying to us yes yes and to that we add the amen and when we say amen that simply means so be it be it according like Mary said when Gabriel came to, to visit her to, to give her the news be it unto me as you have said. Amen. So be it. When we say amen to something, if God is going to do something in our lives, the amen does not depend on our faith. The amen just depends on saying that word. And then God does his work in us to build our faith. A few minutes ago, we sang about the chain-breaking, miracle-making, powerful name of Jesus. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of God the Father. We sing about him as way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. We sing about him as wonderful, counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. The increase of his government and his kingdom and his peace, there will be no end. However you need God to meet you today. Whatever name, whatever name tag he needs to wear to show up in your life, to do what you need done today, he's here. He's able to do that.
government is resting on his shoulders. Whatever we see in the news, whatever we read about, whatever we see that's going on in our nation and in our world, it doesn't matter who's in the White House or in the State House because Jesus, God, is on the throne. And whatever it is that we need from him, he is able to supply for us according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, our Lord. Many of us know the text of Psalm 4610, where it says, Be still and know that I am God. It's fairly consistent across several of the more popular translations. But in the Message Bible, here's what it says. This is so cool. In the Message Bible, it says, Step out of the traffic. Step out of the traffic and take a long, loving look at your father. Back in the very first message of this series that we're in, Pastor Roger talked about fixing our eyes on things that are above. The things that are on this earth will happen. The stuff that is in our lives will happen. The bad mistakes that we make in our lives will happen. The misjudgments in our lives will happen. But when we keep our eyes focused on things that are above and not on things on the earth, we step out of that traffic and we allow God to do the things in us that need to be done. Whatever they are. If it's a financial need, if it's a relationship, if it's a spiritual need, it's a physical need, a healing that you need God to bring to you today, it doesn't matter. Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness, chain breaking, miracle making, powerful, everlasting father, prince of peace, Emmanuel, wonderful, counselor, mighty God. Lord, be with us here today and remind us of who you are to us and who we are to you. Dearly loved children, not just folks who were dropped off at the curb, patted on the back and said, do your best and have a good life. You walk with us. And so today, Holy Spirit, we want to accept that invitation to walk with you so that you can order our steps. Holy Spirit, we pray for our pastor as he comes to bring the message this morning. We pray that your spirit would work in him and through him and open our hearts that we might receive from you, God. That which you would have us to receive. In the name of Jesus, and we all said together, amen. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated.
beautiful time of worship and praising God. The presence of the Lord is here today. And I thank you for being with us today as we, as we listen to the Lord Jesus. How many of you watched any part of the coronation of King Charles? I mean, how can, I mean it's difficult not to, not to be, see any glimpses of that. When he was crowned king, he wore different clothes, right? He didn't just walk in there with the Hawaiian crowd. Maurice was complaining about he didn't want to put shorts back on. You know, King Charles did not walk into Westminster Abbey as if he had just gotten back from Hawaii. <laughs> He put on certain clothes. I mean, those clothes are appropriate for Hawaii. But when you're being crowned the king of England, you put on certain clothes, right? Some of those clothes included a thing called the super tunica. (laughs) I guess the tunic, a shirt, a dress, super. But if you notice, that was that, it, it was totally gold thread. And it was underneath his. Larger robes. It was underneath the imperial mantle. That imperial, that, that robe that was a little bit longer, the, 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 what was it called? The super tunica was about floor length and had long sleeves on it. But it was covered with this other robe that had a big, I suppose, a, a hasp or a latch or something that went across his chest like this. And it dragged down behind him. But even beyond that was, were other robes. And then he had the coronation gauntlet glove. Now that sounds like a fun thing to wear. And it was interesting to me, he only had one glove. <laughs> Who does anything with one glove? But there was this glove that represented the power that he holds in his hand. That he may rule with justice and truth. And then there was a a sword belt around his waist. Sometimes it's called a girdle. (laughs) That's an old word for some of us. But it was a sword belt on which hung a jeweled sword symbolizing the ability to discern good from evil. We want our leaders to be able to know what's good, what's evil. And so this is part of the part of the clothing that the king wore. And then he had the red robe of state, which he wears to the ceremony, and it is removed before he's anointed. That most intimate time of the service that they wouldn't even allow us to watch. They brought out those screens and they covered him. And he was back there and he had only on a a simple shirt. A simple white shirt. And I think that's, that's significant to me. The meaning I take from that is that he is in the presence of God in this moment. And he is, he is Charles. And God is coming to him without all the robes and everything. And perhaps that's why they put the screens around him. Because it's probably the most vulnerable moment of the entire coronation. But he's just wearing a simple shirt at that time. And then there was the royal stole that his son placed over his, over his shoulders. Uh, Prince William placed it over his shoulders. It looked like a priest's stole. Well, that's because King Charles is the head of the Anglican church. And as such, we, we, he has to have the presence of God 
with Him in doing it. It's that long, narrow band of silks. So when He became the king, He was dressed appropriately for the role of the king. God calls us also to be dressed appropriately for the role that He calls us to. We are children of God. And I know, we, we're a very relaxed church. Some of us are wearing a coat and tie. Some of us are, are, are well, probably some of us are wearing shorts or t-shirts or clothes that we normally wear to work. I'm wearing clothes that I normally wear to work. That was kind of a joke. Not much of one, though, was it? Our series, Raised to Live, this comes out of the, the chapter of chapter 3 of the book of Colossians. And in the first verse of the, that, that chapter, we read, You have been raised with, to new life with Christ. With Christ, we have a new life. The old is gone, the new has come. What does that new life look like? We were raised to live. And then today we look at Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 and 13. So I need some help from some of the kids. I've, I've talked to some of them, or I need some others to come up. If I ask you to come, come on, Robbie. Come on. Yay, yay. Thank you. Got some help. Thank you, Colin, Catherine. All right. So I want, while, while everybody, let's just make a, a line here, because I'm going to ask you to, 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 you know, shoulder to shoulder, right across the front here. I'm going to ask you to hold up some cards. And this, this first card says, Clothe Yourself. But I want us to, to read the Scripture together. And uh, I'm going to hand out these cards, one to each of you, as we get to that place. So let's read the, read the Scripture. It says, Since God chose you to be holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves, Catherine, would you hold that up for us, please? Clothe yourselves. So we can read it. Woo! You don't have to cover your face, but that works. Beautiful. Clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy. Colin, mercy. Good. With kindness. Josh, got kindness. There we go. Humility. Mackenzie's got humility. I've got to get out of the way. Gentleness, there you go, gentleness, I'm not reading it, and patience, end of that sentence, thank you. Make allowance for each other's faults, that doesn't sound very nice, but okay, Jesus tells us to do it, we probably ought to do it. Allow for faults, Robbie, forgive. And then, remember. Alright, so let me read this verse one more time. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. You guys see the screen back there that says that's in the back that's got all of you on it? Looks pretty impressive, doesn't it? 
You guys did a good job. Okay, you can set those set those cards down. We'll we'll put them down here on the front. Thank you guys for helping that little that little thing that we did. Just set them right there. Thank you, Nathan, for coming up. Kenzie, yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. All right, so now we're going to think about those words, and uh, I think if if you want to back at your tables, if you want to draw a picture uh, of the king in his crown or, or in his robes, or you want to draw a picture about one of these words, but we're going to, let's think about some examples of each, each of these words. But first of all, God chose you. I don't want us to miss that point. It is not a mistake that you're here, and it is not a mistake that you are even born. God knew you and chose you in your mother's womb, even before you could speak, even before you were aware that you could think, even before you could walk. God chose you. You're that important. And it doesn't matter what age you are. You matter. You're important. And God chose you. For what? Let's read the verse again. God chose you to be His holy people He loves. What does it look like to be holy people? Notice that this is plural. So I've said this, I've said this in the last, uh, last weeks also, that this is not just about individual life. This is about the life of the body of Christ. This is about the life of the church. We are together. We can't just be individually holy. We have to be corporately holy also. Oof. If it's hard to, to live a holy life for myself, how much harder is it for us to get together and to agree to live holy lives? And what do those holy lives look like? No wonder there are 15 million different denominations and churches and organizations because we can't, we can't agree on things. But God still loves us all. And God loves you. You are the whole, to be the holy people God loves. God chose you to be holy. So, so live a holy life. Remember my example about the king and the robes that he put on? Paul uses the same kind of language. Therefore, clothe yourselves with holiness. And what does holiness look like? He gave us all these words. So let's talk about, a little bit about these words. Clothe yourselves. That means you've got to put it on. You know, the, my children would come to me and, Daddy, would you tie my shoe? No, clothe yourself. <laughs> you've got to learn how to tie your own shoes because the day is going to come when I won't be here to tie your shoes. So you've got to learn how to put on these words, how to act accordingly, how to do them. Because there's not always going to be somebody to tell you how to live a life that is a holy life. So you better start now learning how to, to clothe yourselves with these things. The first thing he comes up is mercy. Put on mercy. What's mercy look like in our daily life? Sometimes mercy might look like cleaning up a mess that my little brother made because he was horsing around after Dad told him to stop horsing around. 
He brought the ball, the basketball, into the kitchen table and he was dribbling it. And Dad said, stop dribbling it. You're going to spill something. And all of a sudden the ball bounces off something else and spills over your cereal bowl. Dad says, clean it up. And you show mercy to your little brother and you help clean it up. Dad didn't ask you to clean it up. But you show mercy to your brother and you help clean it up. Mercy looks like not making fun of your classmate while you're playing kickball, who when the ball comes to them, they kick and they absolutely miss the ball. I missed the ball! No, that's not mercy. Mercy says, try again. Mercy says, I'm not going to laugh. Mercy says, well, now, I know I'm using illustrations that are easy for the, our young people to but I'm expecting the adults to translate it to your own lives so that when you get to work and somebody makes a mistake, you don't cheer because somebody else is demoted and that gives an opportunity for you to be promoted. Mercy does not rejoice in the faults of others. Look at quiet all of a sudden. Kindness was the second one. Kindness looks like asking a friend of yours to come with you because there's a new kid in the lunchroom. He's sitting all by himself. So you say to a friend, hey, let's go sit with the new guy. That's kindness. Humility. Humility is putting other people first. Humility doesn't think of yourself as the brightest, the smartest, the best, the most skilled the person who ought to go first, humility says, I'm going to let you go first in this. Gentleness. Gentleness might look like holding the door for somebody who's walking a little slower than everybody else. I saw a cartoon of, of a preacher preaching on, on, on gentleness. And, and as he's, the, the congregation is leaving, they're saying, thank you, Pastor, for that message. And this one man comes out, and apparently there were children in the audience, and those children in the, in the congregation were making a little bit of noise, kind of like Nolan right now over there. And, <laughs> and, and instead of allowing for the noise, because that's natural, this is what the, 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 the pastor was not gentle. I'm trying to be gentle. I don't know. Christy will tell me if I was gentle or not. But this, this man, as, as this man was walking out of church one day, he said to the pastor, great message on patience and gentleness, pastor. I loved the way you illustrated by telling those kids to sit down and shut up. <laughs> That's not gentleness. And patience. Neither was that patience. And then we get to this other verse 13, allow for the faults of others. Now I've preached whole sermons on this passage itself and indeed we could we could preach a, a sermon on each one of these ideas. But it says here make allowance for each other's faults. What does that mean? That means that that this word allowance is a, is, is a physical word. It means that there's, there's, there's space for. You know, we go to the grocery store and, and we get all of our groceries and we bring them 
back to the pantry and we try to make space for the groceries that we've got in there. And that's what allowance... Allowance says, okay, I'm going to make some space for your faults in our relationship. That's tough to do, isn't it? All of us have expectations of one another. Parents have expectations of their children. Children have expectations of mom and dad. And we all have to learn how, how, to, how, how to make allowance for my expectations, for your expectations not to be met. And that's not easy. Understand. You know, the, um, almost every Sunday... My, my wife is on the praise team, and I don't want to, I'm certainly not going to embarrass any one person on the praise team. But my wife is on the praise team. She's the one standing on this side over here. She has a beautiful voice, and Debbie has a beautiful voice, and Bill has a beautiful voice. They work hard to lead us into God's presence with music. But we all know how difficult it is to play an instrument. Chris does a great job like he's doing right now. And every, almost every Sunday, even after rehearsals, when my wife and I are, are going home, she, she might say something like, oh, I can't believe the mistakes that I made today. And I remind Carolyn and the whole team, nobody out here noticed. Because you make allowance so much allowance for one another's faults that you don't even know what, what it's supposed to sound like. Thank you. Good for you. And don't be afraid to serve the Lord in the church. You don't have to be perfect. All you have to do is move and serve the Lord in what you're doing. We make allowance for mistakes. We need to make allowance for for one another's faults in our marriages especially. Boy, is that tough. And in our families. We need to see the faults in families, everyone. We can't live life together in our marriages or in our relationships even before we get married. If you're dating someone, if you're planning on, you know, make allowance for faults. You know, don't excuse them. And, and it still doesn't mean that you, you have to accept them forever. But Carolyn and I have been married for 32 years and there's still faults that I have that she's trying to chisel away from me. <laughs> she's a gracious wife. I don't know why I'd say it so loud, Gwen. Yes, she is. Thanks for agreeing. <laughs> and finally, number eight, the word was forgive. Offer forgiveness to people even if and even when and even before they ask for it, if they ever ask for it. Some of us get into relationships when uh, it's impossible for the person who has offended us to ask for forgiveness. Maybe they're not here anymore. Maybe they moved away. Maybe they died. Maybe, they, 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 maybe you moved. But you still harbor that resentment in your heart. And you, there's no way you can go back. There's no way they're ever going to come and say, I'm sorry for what I did to you. But it still is your responsibility to forgive them. And until you forgive them, here's what, here's what the lack of forgiveness does in a person's life. It's like an acid 
that you consume, and it eats away at you from the inside out. And 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 you're you're sitting there and you're thinking, well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to offer forgiveness because they haven't admitted that they've done anything wrong. Hey, they're gone. It's like it's like drinking that acid, expecting it to kill them, when all along, it's only killing you. Forgive. And the last word we had was remember. And this relates to the forgive. Why forgive? How forgive? Remember. Remember Jesus Christ died on the cross to forgive all your sins, all my sins, everybody's sins. And just as you have been forgiven, forgive others. Call upon the power of Jesus to come into your life to to press upon you the reality of the forgiveness of your own sins so that you have the ability to say, I forgive so-and-so. And when you do that, you will be free from the bondage of that unforgiveness that you have been holding in your heart. You're free from it. And then you can live the life of a holy child of God who He loves. I know that's painful. That sounds difficult. But God, but Roger, you don't know what so-and-so did to me and my family. No, I don't. But I do know that as long as you harbor that resentment and that unforgiveness and that in your heart, you are only causing harm to yourself. Forgive. Remember, Jesus forgave you. That's why we come this morning to receive this sacrament of communion. This, this, this act is all about remembering what Jesus has done for us. And, 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 and so as we receive this sacrament, I'm asking you to remember these words. Say them again. Mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience making allowance for others' faults and forgiveness as we remember. So my invitation to you this morning is, as you receive this sacrament, to think about which of these words (laughs) hit you in the heart. Which of these words kind of grabbed you and said, ah, that's the one that you can work on. And if you can't think of any, just ask, take a moment while we pray and ask the Holy Spirit to say, God, I know I'm not perfect. Maybe I need a little humility at work. Help me with that, Jesus. Whatever it is, pick that word and let it be part of your continuing worship of God as you remember that Christ has offered forgiveness to you as well. I want to invite those who are going to serve communion this morning, if you would come now. And we're going to say together the Apostles' Creed, and then we're going to pray the Lord's, the Lord's Prayer. I invite you to stand uh, with, with me and with us, if you are able, and let's say together the Apostles' Creed. <clears throat> I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, 
suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy universal church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Let's take a moment and pray silently as you reflect on what the Lord is speaking to you now, whether you're here in the room or whether you're at home. And then we'll gather our voices together again to pray the Lord's Prayer. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are forgiven. Thank you, Lord. Let's speak our voices as one as we pray the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. Amen. We remember that night when Jesus was betrayed, that he took bread, gave thanks, gave, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. When you eat this, remember me. When the supper was over, Jesus took the cup, gave thanks to God and gave it to his disciples and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Whenever you drink this, remember me and what I have done for you. Thank you, Jesus. Holy Spirit, we ask you to come and be present with these simple gifts of bread and juice from the vine. You're gracious to us. You're merciful to us. You're gentle to us. You're kind to us. You're patient with us. You transform us from the inside out, and we thank you. You have made allowance for all of our faults. You've come to give us life. So by our faith in you, we have been raised to new life with Jesus Christ. Glory to you. We praise you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. A couple of instructions before you come. We're gonna, we, we serve by intinction, which means you'll receive a piece of the bread. Intinction simply means to dip. And so when you receive that piece of bread, we invite you to take your bread and dip just a corner of your bread into the juice. Be careful not to put your fingers in the juice. You know why. (laughs) But just dip a portion of that bread into the juice, and then you may eat it. If you don't want to be served by intinction this morning, uh, we have prepackaged cups and wafers 
here. Uh, ask your server for one of these, and your server will give you be glad to give you one of those. We also have here at the center uh, table, we have gluten-free bread that will have gluten-free juice as well. Okay. So, bread with gluten is going to be to my right at the end of the stairs here. You can come down that aisle uh, to line up there. Gluten bread will be here to my right, your left at the table, but also the gluten-free bread will be here in the center as well. Gluten bread with juice will be over here on this side as well. A lot of instructions. We'll just, let's just serve one another as you come. Give us a moment as we prepare.
picture in the book of Revelation this morning that everyone around the throne is casting off their crowns. Anything that we've achieved in this lifetime is meaningless when we get to that place where we're in the presence of God and they're casting off their crowns and bowing down before the throne singing holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. 
God, we thank you for the promises in your word that are yes and amen. We thank you for the sacrifice in your son, Jesus. We thank you that not only did he die, but he rose again and he is alive today. So, Father, today as we leave this place, send us with your Holy Spirit. Encourage us and strengthen us, God, in the name of Jesus. And we all said together, amen. If you still need prayer this morning, the altar is still open to come and pray. There are folks at the prayer stations. If you're online this morning, there are still uh, some folks that you can reach out to for the next several minutes. Uh, If you need prayer today, don't leave before you make that happen. God bless you.